0: what is up everybody welcome to the show I see things a little differently I am the slow chemical this is part two of a eight part series we got going on about the blacklist we're going through it season by season because I want to do something different because when we first started doing this show I just kind of covered a series TV series as whole so we did the wire we did arrow we did uh, I think the CW I think the arrowverse um don't remember which other ones we did. Um, they're definitely in the archives. Um, but I decided to run this one. And also, I've been asked more recently to... I, actually, at the panel I had at Denver Comic-Con last month. Uh, well, as I, I don't know when it's coming out. Um, but as of this recording, it's, it's like November. But October, when, I, when we had Denver Comic-Con, October 21, 2021... Um, I was like, hey, why don't you do a Smallville one? And I don't think I've done Smallville yet. And to me, that's another one where I feel where I would feel more comfortable doing it like season by season and less of uh, just the overall arching, arching um, uh, situation that I did. And that's mainly because each season of that was different. Like to me, with each season of the Blacklist, it's, it gets darker, it gets more evolved they somehow they they managed to give more depth to the main characters and dig deeper into their history now you can do that when you have given so many characters character development and you go in depth with all their with, with each character like when you rely on just two of them and those are two like to me a lot of times it's like within NCIS, and I think I've said this on the show before. As much as I like NCIS, uh, to me it's uh, run its course now. But it's one of those shows where you have the characters you care about, and like for me, when I knew that they were gonna do a show on Abby or Ducky or whoever, I just didn't care for those particular episodes because I didn't care for their develop. I didn't care for them as characters. Like I kind of felt like they were there. Which they're not bad characters, but for some reason I just didn't connect with them. If that makes any sense. So, anyways, season two. Um, it really follows the Cabal, like Raymond Regenton's war with the Cabal. It's like really the first time I think, and I don't remember. So don't get all mad at me if I say something wrong. And like, oh, no, 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 I don't remember the Cabal being mentioned in season one. I think season two is the first time it was actually mentioned because as we go into season three, like to me, season one ended really weird. And I said that in my season one review. But season two kind of starts off where it's the first time you see Reddington at war with a faction that's as strong as him. And and there's a lot of things going on because now he's still trying to protect Liz. herself but now Liz is getting more of her own voice and more comfortable with who she is and also uh, still having that love hate relationship with Raymond who does keep way too many secrets and to me uh, uh, Dimbe is like that middle ground that you hold on to he's one of those characters I think that if he ever gets killed off I think people would stop watching the show. He's such a strong supporting character that humanizes Raymond Reddington. (coughs) Excuse me. Anyways, um, the cabal essentially is everywhere. It has its hands in the government, has its hands in uh, the streets, it, it, it literally has everything. Its hands in everything. Similar to Reddington. Except it's, not even Raymond Reddington knows who's all involved. Uh, Same way they don't know who Raymond Radinson has involved. Also, season two kind of gives you the Liz part where I think she's finding her own voice. Liz now is now looking into her husband's double life. They end up breaking up, getting back together um, because she just loves him and he he just loves her. But it's one of those things where she's so focused on other things where it's just like... Red is trying to try and get her focus back on where she needs to be, but she can't be. I, and I've, heard, I've seen some people think that Megan Boone's character is uh, bad for the show. They find her annoying. I don't think I find her annoying as I would. Like when I watch Runaways, right? I found that I get it with a bunch of kids, but I found the whole dynamic to stereotypical whiny kids, right? I think sometimes when you have genuine questions and no one's asking them, you get annoying. You know? It's like. I've worked enough jobs where you have a job where you, you, your, your company's been bought out, right? And so you start asking your boss, "Hey, do I have a job? Do what's good? What's, what's this? What's that?" And sometimes when job people don't know if they have a job, they're like, "I don't fucking know." Then all of a sudden, now you're like, "Well, I need to find something else for myself." But then you have a job that isn't trying to keep you. But then it doesn't help you when they don't have answers. It's just, it's like you're gonna get that way. You're gonna, you're gonna get whiny. You're gonna get like. Uh, Angry, you're gonna get, you're gonna, even it is it whiny if you're asking questions? <laughs> you know, eventually you get frustrated with the the the, the secret scroll talk. You know, so to me that's where I kind of see her situation throughout this entire series. Like, at times can it get ridiculous? Maybe so, but sometimes it's also ridiculous how reddington does the same things over and over and expects different results from this person. Like you can't just give people half truths and then be like, yeah, I just deal with that, homie. <laughs> you know, that's not how it works. You know, it's just not. It's just not how it's gonna. Uh, it's just not how it's gonna work. You know, it's gonna be one of those situations where it's like, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's 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 not gonna work itself out when you have to, freaking focus on so many different things and um and to me i think they do a good job of bringing things back in you know if if that makes any sense sometimes i feel like with most series i don't know if they know how to bring it back to the main focus of of the series But I think this series knows how to do that. That's why I'm so curious to see what happens in season 9. So anyways, season 2 focuses on the cabal. and You don't get to know much about them. Like, you really get the ending of this arc in the middle of the next season. And you're kind of just sitting there like, hmm, how do I make this work? Like, because you're sitting there and you're kind of just like, all right, you know, like, what's going on here? Like, and to me, it's a good distraction. The cabal is a good distraction because you don't get the full force of the cabal and you also don't get the full force. It's the first time I think you see Raymond Reddington as most vulnerable as far as just, <clears throat> as far as just him being like, hey, what are you doing? You know, like, like, are you showing weakness? Or is it false? Or is this like one of those things where you make me think you're weak, but you're not. But you actually get to know that hey, they haven't even you know, ramped up the storyline, the story arc, and you're sitting there like, man, this, this just seems weird, you know. But then you actually start hearing the conversations he has with Dembe, and honestly, James Spader, if you watch this, the, the totality of these seasons, as his voice begins to crack, that's when you realize that's him as most genuine, you know. And to me. <clears throat> I was going through the season list, right, or the episode list of the season, and I told you guys I was going to give you guys like three episodes to to watch, right, so, where is this, right here, so I feel like the, the Decemberist, episode eight of season two is a good one, Tom Connolly, which is episode twenty-two, and Kara Kirk. I believe those three are good. Because, but Tom Connolly, mind you, we're doing all spoilers here. everything like that. Tom Connolly is a big part of. <clears throat> excuse me. He's a small part of the bigger arc with the like, ball. and Liz ends up killing him at the end of the season, and that leads you into a a very. Uh, can, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? a very uh, <clears throat> intense um, season three start. Like, in the beginning of season three, we'll get to that on the next podcast. Season the beginning of season three, Red makes some comments to Liz, there's, there's certain things you don't understand, certain things you, when you killed, we pulled that trigger, you came into my world. And I was like, wow, well, that's a great line. Like, <clears throat> a lot of times I think we sit here and we um a lot of times we sit here and we think that the consequences of certain actions are not um that serious or sometimes we don't think about the consequences of our actions and to me that's how that's how Liz was in season two that her full season two arc is about her saying, I need answers, I need answers, and her not thinking about the consequences of her actions. You know, it's kind of like how she got back to it season 8, where she's like, just filled with rage, filled with anger, she's so tired of being lied to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and so it's one of those situations where <clears throat> that's how it is. She is so frustrated to where she just doesn't fully get it, you know, and there's no way Red can make her get it, but at the same time, and at this time, um... I forgot her name. I'm going to look up her name. But she's Red's Cleaner. Um, what was her freaking name? Um, I'm looking for her right here. And And actually, this time, I'm not trying to be... Like, I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to make this a gimmick, but as far as it make me looking up stuff online while you guys are, are waiting for me, while you guys hear me doing this, but honestly, it's more of like, uh. I just, like, once I start thinking of stuff, and plus I'm out of town, you know, this other stuff. Hold on a second, it might be right here. Interesting, she's not even. On here, but I know she's an integral part. She's the cleaner, essentially. <clears throat> oh, right here, Mr. Kaplan. Um, and Mr. And, and Mr. Kaplan has her own story arc that she follows. You see how deep and how far back she goes with Red, and you see that she kind of blames Red. Hey, if you want to come back into her life, you know these things aren't happening. And to me, I think that's fascinating part because we never actually get the reason why he came back into her life we think we know and maybe we may get some answers in season nine but I, I've, I've never bought the fact that like he came back into protector I think <clears throat> now, now I, I, I didn't buy that fact but I feel like he was making this huge play I think the play is still in uh, in play as of right now it's play, the play is still in I believe once he made the new play some of his enemies who knew about her we're gonna come out the woodwork. And I feel like that's kind of what they're trying to hint at. He hasn't come out and said that. But to me, I think that's what season two is. Season two is the, it's just its just this build. And also, since I remember watching season two and I was like, okay, where are they going with this? Because you have an FBI agent who just killed a federal, uh, employ, uh, not employer, a government agent, you know, or, or government uh, worker or whatever. And I'm like, wow, well, what the hell is going on? But to me, that kind of fits her arc the entire time of just this build, this build, this build and she's like, What the blue fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? And finally she just explodes. Like anybody would. You know, like you, you have the right to be whiny, air quotes, them doing air quotes against me doing air quotes, when you're not getting any answers and everyone's all cryptic and finally you just you just snap. And some people kill people, some people go do this, do that, some people go do drugs, whatever the fuck, right? Anyways, to me in the grand scheme of things I think season 2 is a weaker season than season 1 because you're still learning these characters and even though you can appreciate these characters and their struggles you're kind of just you're kind of stuck in the position of what what's going on because now you've introduced the Cabal, but the Cabal doesn't get intro. The Cabal is not around every episode. Like, you don't know who the Cabal is at this time. Like, you don't get fully introduced. To, like, you get, inter- you get introduced to the Cabal in, like, pieces. And, like, it's tiny, tiny pieces. Then by the end of the season, you're like, all right, I think I know who the, the Cabal is. But you actually don't know who the Cabal is until episode one of season three. So that's the difference right there so those are my recommendations for season two i hope you guys are liking this eight part series so far uh we have a ways to go and i'm gonna be recording this in different areas like right now my time in dallas so um like as i have time to record these things i'm gonna record them but at the same time we still have a lot of episodes to get through as far as just it's not gonna be in order you know which i i don't know because we still have the hawkeye series too as hasn't premiered yet as of this recording but I'm trying to think of a way to not put them so out of order to where you have to look for this and look for that. But I mean, you could just like follow and subscribe and that might be easier just to go through it. But I don't know, I'll try to find a way easier to make it where it's like at least eight in a row. But we'll see. Anyways, that is the show for today. Hope you guys enjoyed I see things a little differently. We are out.